This podcast has been modified to accommodate listeners with high-frequency hearing loss. Okay. What? This is an alarm, but it sure sounds like one. No, it is a bird or something, I guess. Making alarm call. It's not some weird alarm someone's put in the forest. I can tell you I have no idea what this is yet. This is confusing. Oh, I see a bird now. I'm looking at what could be a Cooper's hawk. screeching like anything. My name is Rob, and this is Songbirding. Solving bird identification mysteries with good documentation. So it's been a few months since I encountered the mystery alarm call. It is a hawk, and what it actually is is a broadwing hawk. And in this recording, I don't get it correct, but I don't uh, declare that I'm 100% sure of it either, which is important when encountering unknown species. So what I do end up thinking it is, is a juvenile uh, cipeter, either a sharp-shinned hawk or Cooper's hawk. So it looked similar to that. It was screaming, screaming, is something that I assumed meant calling for food. Um, But really, this is a female uh, broad-winged hawk doing a territorial call. That could be because I'm there. It could be because it was looking for the male to come bring in some food. Um, Could have been looking for a male to mate with, although it's a little late in the season for that. Um, Had I 
left my mind open enough to think that this could be an adult, I should have looked for a nest as well, too. So that's unfortunate, but that's the way it goes. But some things to uh, take away from this, though, are that uh, good documentation helps a lot. So I had, obviously, an audio recording, so I could look it up later. I took photos. Uh, I took e video, even. So there's that as well. And all of these things help when coming across something you're not sure of. So maybe you could pull out your smartphone and just record the sound you hear if you encounter something you're not sure of. Take a photo or two. Smartphone photos aren't great, but better than nothing sometimes. Uh, if you have a point-and-shoot camera with you or DSLR, of course, take it with that. Uh, failing those uh, writing down, either, you know, written pad and paper, or more smartphones will have note-taking apps, so make use of those as well. So it's important that you get good documentation, and because that will help getting assistance later with a identification. So once you have your recording, you can take it and upload it to xenocanto.org. That's xeno-canto.org. That's a site for bird sounds. You can also uh, go to iNaturalist, iNaturalist.org, iNaturalist.ca in Canada, or the iNaturalist app for your smartphone. And you can upload stuff there and they have uh, lots of users who will help you identify something. iNaturalist, you can upload photos or audio. Uh, photos, it will try to auto-ID what your thing is. Uh, it may not be accurate. It's hit and miss. Uh, and Zenocanto is audio only. So if you encounter something you don't know, do what you can to document it. Once you're doing that, feel free to take your wild stab guesses at what it is and why it's that. Uh, and then uh, if you do think it's something uncommon or rare, you can of course do an email or eBird or anything like that, but if you're not 100% certain or at least 99% certain, just state that you're not certain. Uh, that it may be something or else. On uh, eBird, uh, you should try to list it with its, or its family name, not the actual species name, because this is more permanent record. Email, you can just say, well, I think it might be this. Uh, but an eBird, you know, in my case, I could say Ecipiter, even though even that wasn't entirely accurate. Um, but at least then nobody's looking for that specific species necessarily and uh, if you can uh, write some notes down or you know if you're audio recording like I was you can just dictate your notes as well so this broad-winged hawk it was a female and females have that loud screech call. Males also have it, but they have a different pitch, so I was actually able to identify this by spectrograph afterwards. 
by the exact frequency that was in use. So to quote the uh, webpage about the Broadwing Hawks on allaboutbirds.com, it says, the female gives a piercing scream during the breeding season, prompting the male to either mate with her or bring food. So that's one possibility there. So in this recording, I'm not gonna be too sure of the ID, just know that it's a broad-winged hawk and not sharp or cooper hawk. Um, the adult broad hawk looks like how the juveniles look in the sharp coopers. But I unfortunately made my mind kind of up about it being juvenile by the screaming. So that was unfortunate, but it happens. And don't be worried if you misidentify something. Everybody does it when it comes to birds. As long as you stay uh, interested in researching what it is that you actually saw. And as long as you also stay open to other possibilities that people suggest. So I also later... Um, so in the first segment is this broad-winged hawk. second segment is going to be another mystery call mystery song in this case uh, of a warbler and, and I'm going to leave that open-ended for now and I'm going to talk a bit about that just before that segment plays In the territory of the broad-winged hawk So, not used to hearing hawks much, other than the occasional red tail. Maybe once in a while a kestrel. My guess is this is a young bird who needs feeding. who just doesn't know what to do other than to scream for food. So the parent must be around somewhere. So I've taken a photo or two, a brief video of this bird. At this point I will say is a young Cooper's hawk. Very dark bird. I may have to correct myself later though. Generally, <laughs> generally the Cooper's Hawk is not identified by ear. This guy really does sound like an alarm got set off. Okay, we have an Eastern Woodpooey too. Is he hungry? That's an eastern woodpooey calling. Hmm. 
So this wood pui is nowhere near as loud as a cooper's hawk. He just flew over my head. Gone high up to one of the pines. He's looking down at me. This might be a good opportunity for another video. Oh. Too late. Moved again. Okay, I'm gonna leave that young one be. Possibly. Actually, looks like I'm gonna have to head back the other way, the way I came. I don't believe this trail I'm on is even on the map. Looks like our Cooper's Hawk has quieted down. Possible a parent came in and fed them. Or feels like catching his own food now. But you can hear our least flycatcher whipping over there. They say least flycatcher, but it could be another kind as well. There's pine warbler. Thriberio. So the Cooper's Hawk is often confused with the sharp shinned hawk enough that I probably shouldn't even be saying that that was Cooper's Hawk because they are difficult to tell apart I more or less presuming based on size that that was Cooper's Hawk but it could have been a very large female Sharpshin Hawk in Hawks females are larger than males Enough so that some of them don't even look like they're the same species. We're back on the bluff trail here. 
you. That was... That's what I heard before. Some kind of bird over here that is doing a very high-pitched whine at the end of its song. Hopefully this wind calms down enough. I'll give it a listen. There we go. Okay. Interesting song. And with a Z, Z, extremely high pitched. Not everyone's going to be able to hear that. Okay. Time to go trail a little bit. Find this bird. A little bit of warble, and then suddenly just ramps up the frequency to the point where you can't hear it anymore. Hopefully, I haven't scared it off. So this bird wasn't far, it was just quiet. There we go. So not, my guess is not everyone will hear that fully. You might hear the initial warbler, or you might hear the initial warble. at the end. Oh, a lot of leaves here. A lot of aspen in here and oh, what looked to be some young ash trees. So It'd be tough picking a bird out of this compared to some other spots. Especially one sticking to the tops of the trees. Although those trees aren't very high. Maybe 30, 40 feet. This bird's on the move. Got me going in circles. Okay. 
is helping or hindering for seeing this bird. One hand, it could blow a leaf out of the way. The other makes it harder to see him move. Mystery bird today. This is good. A mystery song. So this warbler is actually one we've already heard. It's a Blackburnian warbler. It's just the same bird, well, not the same bird, but the same species with a different song. And Blackburnian, like a lot of bird species, have more than one song. And I, this would have been solved if I had gotten eyes on the bird ever, but I did not. Uh, Blackburnian love to stay at the tops of the canopy so they still stay very well hidden. So again, documentation helped me quite a bit here. Having the recording to review later and compare with known bird recordings through, uh, I think, Xenocanto helped a lot here. Because uh, one of the things, if you've got an unknown recording, you should maybe go to Xenocanto and listen to alternative songs of the same species you know were there at the time. That's another strategy you can use. Also, you can write down mnemonics if you think you can work one out of it. Um, I highly suggest getting the uh, Peterson Guide to the Sounds of Birds of Eastern North America by Nathan Peplow. Uh, that's a really neat book that gives you um, some insight in ways you can uh, convert bird song kind of to language uh, for writing it down for thinking about it, for expressing it. Um, it's, uh, like all things birdsong, of course it's not gonna be perfect, but it helps a lot of framing how you think about certain sounds. And it gives a good language to work with in order to deduce what you might be hearing in a recording or in the field. It has an excellent um, index at the back that lets you it's a multi-tiered index that lets you search kind of by song, by call, that kind of thing. Really useful. So in this uh, second segment, you'll be hearing a Blackburnian warbler and me confusedly trying to figure out that it's a Blackburnian warbler. But I don't end up figuring it out until I take the recording home and listen to it and compare it. The Blackburnian Warbler. That's fairly clear. I'm going to try moving a bit. Well, I know this bird is sitting on the very tops of the trees, so. That makes it a tough one to see. 
Also explains why it's so quiet to me. Sound's got to carry through all these leaves. And in the wind. Okay. This spot is slightly more open now. Bird cares on here. Oh, well, so I had a bird this difficult. Really cannot see where it is. I can estimate how it sounds where to look, but if it keeps moving, it's hard to pinpoint. Mosquitoes collect around me. Moved without me seeing. Must be the very tops of the trees. Mosquitoes also don't help because they move around my face, make it difficult to pick up motion. Areas in the background. So I'd love to eyeball this one, but I might have to consult. Right now, I need to check one of the apps to see if I can match this sound. Okay, so, taking a look at one of the apps. And it doesn't sound spot on for Northern Perula, but it does sound close to a Cerulean Warbler. Which makes us even more curious, because that's pretty rare. Especially as far north, I would think.
So this ends up being Cerulean Warbler. This is in the extreme north end of its range, considering we're in the northern part of southern Ontario. Even the southern part of southern Ontario doesn't really have many. So my internet connection out here is quite poor, so finding more recordings of Cerulean Warbler isn't going to happen. And this bird has gone quiet. So, we're going to check with the fine folks on Xenocanto. Hold on. Looking at a female, rose-breasted crowsbeak. She's got a big nut in her mouth or something like that. Carrying something. So she must have a nest here. So it's possible. I know earlier I thought I heard rose-breasted grosbeak, so they are definitely here. It's also possible this is just a completely different bird. Not really horribly. For me, this is a question mark bird right now. For the uh, next part, we're going to be doing the loop back to the entrance of the MTB Adventure Park. And along the way, we're going to have a couple more bird species. So for audio clips, photos, and video of broadwing hop calls, please visit songbirding.com. And you can find the eBird checklist for this episode, and it's all there. Songbirding, the Bruce Peninsula, was recorded, engineered, narrated, and created by me, Rob Porter, with uh, Creative Commons Music from Scott Buckley and additional Creative Commons sounds by Jordan Powell.